This is Luke 2, 9 through 15. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Hi, friends. Welcome to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, and this month on The Happy Hour, it's all about Christmas. And so we have created episodes for you surrounding the birth of Jesus. We're calling this our Characters of Christmas episodes. We're going to look at all of the characters who were surrounding Jesus' birth. And my prayer and my hope for you as you listen this month is that you will have a deeper understanding and love for the people who were surrounding Jesus during his birth. We're going to talk about Mary and Joseph and the angels and the wise men and the shepherds. You are going to love Jesus more after hearing about all of the amazing people that were surrounding his birth. Here we go. Ellie Holcomb, welcome back to the happy hour. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you here for Christmas for our Characters of Christmas series. And we've already talked about Mary and we've talked about Joseph. And when we got to the angels, there literally was only one person I wanted to talk to. And that was you, Ellie. Um, Because for a lot of reasons, A, you have an angelic voice. You know, I just, I'll throw that in there. But B, your newest kids book this year called Sounding Joy is all about this. And so I'm like, Ellie has to talk about this. So I want to start off real quick, just doing the same way we've done all the things. Tell us a little bit about the angels in the story and why you resonate with them so much and what do you see about God's goodness towards us through the angels? Oh, I love that so much. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up to when I was a nine-year-old little girl. I will never forget um, being nine. We got invited to a friend's house here in Nashville. This is a classically Nashville story. Okay. But we went and they cooked chili. The kids are playing hide and go seek. And then all of a sudden, everybody gathered in one room. They passed out these little booklets. They passed out instruments to everybody. Bells, tambourines, guitars, mandolins, ukuleles, drums. And uh, people just started calling out their favorite Christmas carols. And there was something in me as a nine-year-old girl, as all of our voices are mingling together, singing these songs that tell the Christmas story. There was something that I knew in the depths of my being, even as a nine-year-old girl, we are made to sing together. Mm. And it, and it, as I started doing research for, it's a, it's a tradition that we carry on today in my family do chili carol night. We make a joyful noise. It does not sound produced or, you know, it's like kind of chaotic, but it is so beautiful. It's one of my favorite things. And, um, it was during this, this time when we were gathered in our home two years ago, we started seeing joy to the world mm-hmm. and we get to the line repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. And I'm like, what is, first of all, what does joy even sound like? And then secondly, what does it mean 
for us to repeat the sounding joy. And so when you look Mm. back to the Christmas story, you hear, we just read it in Luke 2, you hear the angels, the, I mean, literally the angels saying glad tidings, great joy. And then there's like this whole heavenly host that appears to shepherds in the field. So it tells me a couple of things about God's heart. One, the angels are singing this message. And so, so therefore we're invited into the song, mm. good news of great joy. And what does it look like for us to um, repeat? What does it look like for us to sing that song, both with our voices and actual songs, but also with our lives. And so mm. I, I just love that the fact that God introduced through the angels to these shepherds who are for the record, not the most important people. I love Sally Lloyd-Jones when she says, um, you know, when she talks about this, she says, you know, God, if you were sending this news that you were sending your son to rescue the whole world, you would send it to the most important people, right? Like, don't you think you would send it to the governments and the kings and all the people who had power and who had money and who were in charge of everything? No, God appears to the shepherds and the, Mm. and the angels sing, glad tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. It's not just for the shepherds, it's for everyone else too, and the kings and people in power as well. But I love that God sends the angels to speak, specifically in starting this Christmas story. I think the angels are evidence of God's heart for us to know that he Mm -hmm. longs to communicate with us. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes in here, this is just, he's like, here's what it's going to be. And people are always scared when they see angels, they're kind of big. And then they say, don't be afraid. So often angels are saying, don't be afraid. And so Mm -hmm. to me, the angels represent God's heart to communicate with us, God's heart to invite us into the song that he's been singing over us from since the beginning of the world, but it's demonstrated in the angels. And then we get to receive that and then like, go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. I love it. I didn't know that's where this all came from you. And I mean, your book that came out is so beautiful and it's called Sounding Joy. And it's all about that. And honestly, until I read your book in entirety and then read the scripture entirety, I was like, oh, the sounding joy. That's what the angels are bringing to us. And Ellie, you mentioned something that I find so interesting as we talk about this whole characters of all the Christmas and the emotions that so many of these people are having. We've been talking about like, what would Joseph have felt like and Mary have felt like, and how do we see God's kindness in that? And I even see with angels coming, the shepherds were so fearful And it's almost like this was God's moment of being like, I've got you. Like, I've got you. And this feels so scary, but I've got you. And I need that so much in my life to remember that. Don't we? Because it is, I mean, they're even, I mean, just even today, we're trying to get on here. We're having technical difficulties. And I'm like, Jesus, (laughs) be near. And he's right here. He's right here still Mm -hmm. saying that. And this is the message that we see all over the Christmas story. And I know, you know, everybody's been waiting for this Messiah. I, 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 you know, for there are 400 years of silence before we come to this story that we hear in Luke chapters one and two. And, and I love that after 400 years of silence, God's saying, okay, here, I'm coming. I'm going to speak. Mm. And actually I'm never going to stop speaking after this 
moment. I'm going to send my son and you're going to see him through. You're going to see my heart for you through my son. You are, you're going to continue to have my word and it's going to continue to be alive. And then we get to acts and it's, and then you're going to have the spirit as a guide. And so it really is the initiation of, um, a back and forth conversation. I mean, this is Mm. like, you know, I mean, they're like, um, it is just, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful to me. And I love, I love, um, often one of my friends, um, sends out, she's an artist and she sends out postcards at Christmas and I still have this, um, hung up in my office, but it is fear not, do not Mm -hmm. be afraid. And that is such a phrase that I think most of us, uh, feel and need just like you're saying. And I love that that is, um, and it's not just fear, not, you, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. Cause there's still these majestic creatures that are like crazy and God is yeah. still big and, and bigger than I can understand a lot of times, but it is exactly like you're saying, Jamie, I have this God mm. is with you. And, and he didn't come. I mean, it's just as audacious to me that he came in the way that he did. I mean, in mm. as a tiny bit, you're like, God, this is a crazy plan that you had. Right, like right. everybody was looking for a king, for a conqueror, for a leader. And you literally sent a completely dependent infant and you put yeah. the infant in the arms of an unwed teen mom. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, like, we talk, I have this, I've got it. During the holiday season, we all spend time and effort finding the perfect present for our family members. Nothing beats seeing your kid's face light up when they open a gift from you. I want to tell you about Irma, a woman in Colombia who wanted so desperately, as every parent does, to make her daughter's Christmas memorable, but she didn't have the money. Then Compassion stepped in. Irma's daughter is now sponsored through Compassion International, and that sponsorship is a huge answer to prayer. Compassion works through the local church to provide food, clean water, education, medical attention, and above all else, Jesus. The church makes sure there are gifts for every child and that each child learns the true reason for the season. What's more, Compassion cares for the whole family year-round. We need you to sponsor one more child today. For only $38 a month, you can make a huge difference. Will you help a mother provide for her family this Christmas? Go to Compassion.com slash Ivy Media to sponsor. That's our company that makes the happy hour, Ivy Media. Go to Compassion.com slash I-V-E-Y Media. We talked next uh, episode with Pastor Brian Carter about the shepherds, and we talked about how um, there's just these lowly people who didn't have very much status. And I can't help but see the like difference in the angels coming down to the lowest people of stature and God saying, I'm going to send my glory, this beautiful chorus of angels singing, and we're going to enter into a low place. And to me, like that just makes me love God even more. I know. <laughs> it, me too. And I think I mean, that is what I have seen of God. It's what I've tasted and known of God in my own story. Um, a lot of times, and and I guess this is just the backwards, upside down nature of the gospel, but the stories that I have to tell about God are about him meeting me in my lowest places. Mm. And a lot of times it's the encounter with God, finding that he comes lower than any lowest place that I've ever been. And of course, so he sends his son, he sends the savior low, 
small, mm-hmm. humble, mm-hmm. tiny, um, you know, looked down on by a lot of people born on the wrong side of the tracks, lived on the wrong side of town, you know, celebrated. And the people who were there to welcome him were the shepherds, the lowliest people. Yeah. But to know that that is God's heart is to meet us, us, each and every one of us in our lowest places. And I think sometimes in Christmas, you know, it's this fun, wonderful, magical holiday, but it also for a lot of people, I think marks um, maybe another year gone by where you're just like, okay, this hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. I've been longing for this and I'm still longing for this or um, another year of missing somebody who you love, who you've loved Mm -hmm. and, and they're not with you anymore. And I think the, the Christmas story is, is all about God's not out to get you or or to Mm. fix you. He's out to just hold you near and draw near to you. And I think the angels are evidence of that exact thing of, of God saying, I'm going to show up in this dark field. I'm going to show up on the wrong side of the tracks. I'm going to show up to the people who feel marginalized and pushed out and not acknowledged or seen by society. And, mm. and you will be seen and you will be met even in these low places. God, it's so beautiful. Just this morning, I was having a, a session with this community that I do counseling with. And we were talking about how the world just feels so broken. You know, it just feels so broken often. And, and, um, we were talking about how we have this like longing in our hearts for eternity. So we feel this brokenness because we know there's something, there's something else on the other side of this world. And I can't help but think if every conversation I've had about the character surrounding Jesus' birth, that everything that comes out of every person's mouth that I've talked to, whether it's you or, or Ross or Preston or Brian, whoever it is, everyone is emphasizing the fact that God sent his son to save us and to redeem us. And he came in the most unexpected way. And so for us, even like these shepherds, they're in fear. And you just said so beautifully, Christmas is so hard for so many people. And the angels have the same message. They have the same message every, you know what I mean? It didn't matter who they were talking to. And that's goodness. That's good news for us this year. It's really good news for us. It is really good news. And I think, Jamie, one of the things I love about about the season of Christmas is you hear these songs that tell this crazy story and they're just floating through the air at Target, floating through the air in, you know, the shopping malls on the radio as we drive to all the thousands of things that we do in this season that we pour on top of what everything else that we're doing. And it is, I think there is um, this beautiful echo that that is that it that still is like shimmering and echoing through the air of mm. the song, the original song that the angels sang, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to all men. This mm. is this is this this is the same song where it's the government will be on his shoulders. What a beautiful mm. to remember right now when we feel, especially in this country, in the United States, yeah. it feels so divided, so Mm -hmm. broken. And you're like, Hey, the government is on his shoulders. He's in control and there will be peace 
for all men. And we get to be the carriers of that message. Now, what does it look like for us to continue to sing that song that the angels sang all those years ago to be peacemakers, to be people Mm. who are about reconciling, to be the hope people who go everywhere and show up and say, I know it looks bad, but let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story of healing. Let me tell you of what, of a conviction that God has in my heart. He loves us enough not to leave us as we are. And I think there is so much brokenness in this world. There is a lot of division and brokenness. And I think we all know that that's what Mm. we're fed on 24 hour news. Right. But Aslan is also on the move. Mm, That's right. (laughs) It is really important. And I think that's what I wanted to do in this, in this book is to say, what does it look like to know we're in this broken place? Yes. Mm -hmm. But to also repeat the stories of goodness, not only that we see in scripture, that's super important, but the ways we see God moving right now, the ways we see him healing mm. the things that he's teaching me and helping me understand. I've been on a racial righteous re- racial reconciliation journey and I am learning things still all the time. I'm like, oh God, yeah. I see in a different way as I listen to my brothers and sisters who experience life in a different way. And that is evidence. It feels small. It's just like a little conviction in my heart and it feels maybe like a flower seed, but yeah. God grows little seeds into giant trees Mm. into oaks of righteousness for the display of his splendor. And so I think for us to tell those stories, the the generative stories of our time and to, cause that's just, you know, the brokenness is one part of the picture, but then God coming and working and redeeming is the Mm. other part. And he's in the low places, he's in the low places, but he's also still up here in the high places. And one day he's going to restore everything. And just like you said earlier, Jamie, it's like all will be well in the end and Mm. hold on to that hope um, that it's not just some crazy story. It like really happened. It really, I know it's so good. Well, real place. Ellie, I'm so grateful for you and your voice um, about the angels today and your book, Sounding Joy, which is such a beautiful addition to anyone's home over Christmas or anytime, actually, really. Um, I would love to ask what I ask all my guests, even if we're talking about Christmas, is what are you reading these days? Jamie wants to know. Jamie wants to know. We want to know what you're reading. Oh, I love it so much. I, well, gosh, I just got Bono's book. So I've been reading. My husband's listening to it and he says it's one of the best books he's ever listened to. I mean, I saw him do his book tour last night and I, it was, it is just, I think, I, I think honestly, um, it, it reminds me of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. He talks about, can we change the world and have fun at the same time? And I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, and so it, there is a, a song that God invites us all into. There is good, there's good mm. tidings. There's glad tidings of great joy for literally all the people. And um, I love the idea that, that Bono, that the angels, um, that God's word, they all invite us to, to join in that song of peace and hope and joy that we have because of the Christmas story. So beautiful. Okay, Ellie, I'm going to end this episode the same way I've ended all the episodes. And that's reading a prayer from my friend, David Taylor's advent cards. And this is a prayer about the angels. Here we go. Oh Lord, You who announce the coming of Christ through the song of angels, 
Put a new song in our hearts this day, we pray, a song of praise to the living God, so that we might become heralds of your mighty deeds to a watching world. We pray this in the name of the true worshiper. Amen. Amen. You guys, I'm so glad that Ellie came on and we talked about the angels, and I knew that I wanted to read her book to you. And so, guys... You've got to go pick up this book for the people in your house. It would be perfect to read in December all around the holidays. We'll have a link in our in our show notes if you want to find that. Well, here is Ellie's book, Sounding Joy. What does joy sound like? Is it quiet like snow? Does joy sound like the laughter of friends that you know? Is joy like the sound of a kiss on your cheek? Or like holding your breath when you play hide and seek? Maybe joy sounds real loud like a hip hip hooray or a whispered I love you at the end of the day. Joy sounds a little like all of these things, but a long time ago, joy sounded like wings. If you can imagine on a dark winter's night, the sky filled with angels all shining with light. And suddenly the shepherds and sheep down below were surrounded by songs from that heavenly host. Glory to God and peace to all men. The angels, they sang it again and again. There is good news. God bent down low and sent us his son to make heaven our home. So every Christmas we string up the lights to remember the way that those angels shone bright. And we sing all the songs and we bang all the drums to remember the night that God sent his son. Glad tidings, great joy, we are never alone. The songs will remind us we all have a home. So every Christmas, each girl and each boy can lift up their voice and repeat sounding joy. Friends, what a beautiful episode. And we have ended every episode of our Characters of Christmas um, season with me reading a prayer from one of the cards that we talked about on our Advent episode. And these are cards from David Taylor, and they are from a set called The Light Has Come. If you're interested, we will link them in our show notes. You've been listening to music from Austin Stone Worship's newest Christmas album entitled Christmas Music. You can find this music wherever you listen to music. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. Executive produced by Jamie Ivy, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Ashley Miner, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend.